and this is the Lordy Podcast from New World Lordy. We help you make the most of your Lordy strategies by listening to us talk about what we'd like to talk about most, which is Lordy and Lordy programs. In this episode, we'll make our Lordy predictions for what we think might happen in the Lordy market in 2023, all on the understanding that we will be marked on our success this time next year. The brave souls that are prepared to risk their reputation are all familiar voices on this podcast. So please, could I welcome Phil Gunter. Hi, Phil. Hello, Ian. And Stuart Mellon. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Ian. Hi, listeners. And Adam Posner. Hi, Adam. Hi, everyone. And Simon Morgan. Hi, Simon. Hi, Ian. Hi, everyone. So, Adam, can you kick us off tonight? So, what are your predictions for 2023? Uh, thanks, Ian. And because I won 2022s, um, I guess I go first. <laughs> and um, My first one is a little bit of a sober one, but I think everybody realises, especially in Australia, that the impact of data breaches on loyalty programmes and data security will have a big impact on programs and their propositions and, and that value exchange with their customer. Customers will now, to join a program, when you're asking them for their data, are going to be so much more aware of why and what you're going to do with it. And hence, loyalty program propositions really need to get clear. And as I would suggest to everybody out there, the mantra around uh, my three symbols of S, P, and B, they've got to be simple, personal, and valuable. And so my prediction for 2023 is the heightened um, impact of data, uh, you know, as I say, security on loyalty programs and the value exchange. That's my prediction, number one. I think no. number two, number two, it's a little bit more difficult, but I'd, I'll go for, uh, and, and I know, Ian, you've heard me talk about this and everybody's talk, heard me talk about it, is, is in times of uncertainty and cost of living uh, uh, challenges, Programs need to uh, give more joyalty back oh, to their members, more moments of joy. And, and a use case from 2022, which is the IKEA baller card campaign, is, is just a proof point of how brands can actually add more moments of joy when times are tough or, as, they, as everyone would know, the lipstick effect, just getting people to have a little bit more joy and also give them more savings. Quite fundamentally, at the end of it, how can I save more with um, engaging with loyalty programs. So prediction number two for 2023, programs will lift the lid on, on joyalty and give more uh, moments of delight to their members as well as at the bottom line, give them some more savings. Perfect, good. Well, thank you for that. Um, Stuart, what are yours? And you can't say cash is king. I, you, you can't okay. say the sky's gonna drop. <laughs> you can't say no. the sun's coming up in the morning. It's bad. Damn, okay. Um, well, so, First one I'm going to say is programs are going to have to do redesigns in 2023. We've got a global recession. Uh, there's new behaviors from customers after the pandemic. Status members of programs, particularly in the travel space, have all been affected. Lots of downgrades. Yes, I think a lot of programs are going to have to turn around in 2023 and say, we've got a new set of customers or we need to find some new customers, or we've got a new set of economic circumstances going on, we need to change what we're doing and how we're delivering that to the customers, as well as for what we need as a business. So um, so really, so are, you pro- saying by, are you saying by 2023, people are going to know what the new normal looks like? And if, if, if flights haven't returned, or if behavior's not returned, you're going to have to adjust to that it, new normal, yeah? 2023 is going to be a year of adjustment. So... Yeah. Um, so lots of changes. So, so I think programs are going to have to redesign completely or at least make some serious tweaks to their programs. So, so that, that sounded like a proper prediction, Stuart. 
it, it is. It is. I think we've started to see a little bit already um, with um, you know status and uh, and credit cards coming closer together uh, in in uh, the co-brand space. Uh, but we'll see more of this. I, I just I don't often uh, you know give um, away the mantle of being a winner to Stuart, but I reckon he's spot on with more programs are going to do reviews and refreshes. I reckon next year you're going to see so many programs stopping and taking a breath and reviewing, refreshing their propositions. So, Stuart, I'll give you a bit of a kick yeah, along he, there. He did. Yeah. It was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, the second one, I'm going to go a bit left field out of, out of my normal finance space. And um, NF, NFTs. I've been keeping a bit of an eye on NFTs and, and you know, people have talked about crypto and, and, and different things like that. Crypto is nothing new. It's just an alternative currency. To you know, we've already got loyalty currencies. NFTs are interesting. People have been sell- selling NFTs, thinking they're going to make a huge amount of money. That's not going to be the case. I think the space that NFTs will play is around surprise and delight and free giveaways. NFTs are the the lower perceived value. You know how airlines and hotels can give away reward seats and reward rooms retailers can give away nfts at a lower perceived value than what any of their other rewards can be so i think we'll see a rise in the use of nfts um, in the in the next couple of years coming Uh, i don't know it'll be 2023 but i'm I'm going to start to say people will will look to it and um, and i think the drive around web3 and the metaverse is going to start to push us in that direction but NFTs, if they're used well around surprise and delight and free giveaways, could be the next great loyalty innovation and change good, around perceived good value. Shout. Good shout. Punchy, punchy, but a good shout. Well done. Thanks. Nice. I like that. Uh, Phil, how about you? Okay, well, I think I might predict it for 2022, but it's certainly going to happen in 2023, and it's the status cliff. So th- this... I, I know it's industry specific, but a third of all frequent flyers are, are, are looking at facing being downgraded over the next the next like three to six months. And that those those flyers is not just a, it's a, there's a there's a lot of them, but they are have historically been accountable for such a big proportion of airline revenue. And there's going to be there's so much churn in the market that's going to create an awful lot of opportunity, but also risk. There's so, there's a lot of airlines flying blind. What's your, my prediction, your, wait, what are they going to do about it? Oh, my prediction is they'll fly blind because the the uh, capacity is so low at the moment. The, the yields are up and the and the, the load factors are up. They'll they'll be really ballsy in in the in the run up to it. They'll take a hard line approach. They'll drop them out, and then in the afterwards, it'd be the end of next year. They'll all all be panicking as they as they as they have um, the impact of it. They they're losing the impact of. They won't have the power of the programs, as as the power of the programs will be reduced, and they'll be scrambling around trying to acquire the customers they've lost. So, so I think of, it, so a kind of price war on 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 on. Oh, so not quite, was, you're not not quite what Stuart says. Stuart's saying so Stuart's I think saying there's going to be a redesign, whereas you're saying actually it's going to be a sort of price war. They're going to they're going to start. Oh. My, to be fair, my prediction is most airlines are going, are going to be asleep at the wheel and, and, and drop too many people out at the beginning of the year. In the second half of the year, there's going to be a real scramble to try and acquire those customers. The sensible airlines will be doing it in the first half of the year and mopping them all up. Yeah, fair, enough, fair enough. And number two? And number two, I think redemption, there's going to be a, a, even a, a move to easier, this mine, uh, an easier um, redemption 
to, for cash. Okay, perfect. Good. Just, yeah, just, just basically saying, um, moving from rede- redeeming to just saying, let's get ease of redemption, let's push redemption up, let's cost of living crisis for cash. Yeah. Yeah, cash just making it. Yeah, much, much easier to redeem. And the obvious way is, is convert points into cash. Um, now I'm not saying it's necessarily good, but I think there's going to be more and more programs doing it. You're seeing it in the States, again, with the airlines, where, where there's a lot more points used essentially straight, um, effectively as cash, not on reward seats. And that proportion is going to go up. It's not necessarily good for the industry, but I think it's going to happen. Good. No, good. Another ball, two ballsy ones. And Simon. Thanks, Ian. Yes, well... Um, last year's was to, for me, the first one, well, actually, as winner of the wooden spoon, I feel I should uh, try and do a little better uh, this year. Um, but I'm going to stick, in fact, with the, uh, with the mobile wallet uh, prediction first up. And that is that we have seen and are witnessing greater uh, convergence of loyalty and payments. I think we're going to see greater evidence, finally, of loyalty programs penetrating the mobile wallet, infiltrating that, that uh, mobile wallet. Perhaps even some glimpses of, um, you know, more incidences of the super app, uh, whereby we're going to see lots and lots of different uh, applications and services uh, converging on the mobile wallet. And I want to see loyalty being uh, a, a strong contender there. Perfect. And number two? So that's my first one. And number two, I think recognizing the ongoing volatility from a, from a talent and resourcing point of view in FY23, I think you know, we're, we're all challenged in terms of finding quality uh, practitioners. My prediction here is that we're going to see a rise in the fractional loyalty professional, um, just in the same way as we've seen fractional CFOs and fractional CMOs starting to gain traction where you can actually buy a portion of uh, uh, an individual rather than having to hire an, an FTE, I think we're going to see the fractional loyalty practitioner. I like that. So I half even... of uh, Phil Gunter available for hire. I'd never what even a, heard of that. But um, half of Phil Gunter which, sounds which, which half do you get? The bottom half or the top That's half? That's actually too yeah, much it's... for anybody, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> So from fractional shares to fractional people at the time, that's a, a great analogy. Um, and I'm tail end Charlie, and I, I, my two, luckily enough, I had three written down because I thought someone's going to at least take, but we've all got different ones, which is really, really interesting this year. So my, my two are, first of all, the rebirth of coalition and, uh, and partnerships. Coalition programs around the world have been, in, not quite in decline, but have, had, have been losing more partners than they've gained generally. Whereas I think because of the cost of living crisis, because of the need to aggregate value across programs and the growth of new brands and concepts like Built, which is born out of partnerships, and you know that, that business now valued at over 100, 100 million from, with, with 500,000 members, that's going to be point, a big... Sorry, 1.5 billion now. 1.5 billion with 500,000 members. Their, their most is, recent capital raise. Yeah, so you know that type of earthquake in the market is going to make people re- reevaluate pro- propositions. So I think, and with easier integration, I think there's never been a better time for coalition and partnerships. I'm saying coalition and partnerships. I think it could be coalition, but actually I'm going with coalition and partnerships. But I think there's going to be a big growth of that this year. Um, my second one's going to be, the cons- and I'm sorry to say for, all of, for many of our listeners, is the consolidation of suppliers. When we run tenders these days, we could honestly pick 10, 20, 50 suppliers that could fill a role in loyalty these days and 
it's not great for lots of my colleagues who work in that market, but they are going to have to up their game and drop their cost. And clients have higher expectations. So it's going to be a survival of the fittest. It's going to be a tough year unless people can raise their game. The two things they need to do is raise their game, think about their costs, but also start thinking about partnerships with others to make sure that they, th- they can make integration easy because it's all about, we very rarely come across um, organizations these days that don't have 50, 60, 70% of the capabilities required to run a loyalty program. And because these capabilities exist and they're already hard coded into the, into the infrastructure of a company, unless you can integrate with likes of Salesforce or other things, then these are the kind of tick boxes these clients are looking for. And I do just think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, tough year from now on in the supplier space. So I'm sorry, but that's, that's, that's what my view is. So there are my two, which, which ends our, our predictions for next year. So let's see, because when we did predictions in, I think, 2019, it was probably the worst predictions ever. <laughs> we can't get any worse than having a COVID year. So thank you very much, everyone. So we'll, we'll, we'll reconvene, we'll publish this, reconvene this time next year, and may the may good luck and may the best person win. So can I just say thank you to my guest tonight? Say thank you to Phil Gunter. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome, Ian. Thank you, Stuart Mellon. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, thank listeners. You, thank you, Adam Posner. Thank you, everyone, and Ian. And thank you, Simon Morgan. Thank, thank you, Ian. Thanks, thanks everyone. everyone. Have a great 23. If you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on LinkedIn using the hashtag Loyalty Podcast, and we'll look forward to your company in 2023. Thank you and goodbye.